Hey, onesies, Josh Williams here, and thanks for checking out this week's episode of the One Man Podcast. It's always free and available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, and many more, as well as on the web at onemanpodcast.com. So please, whatever platform you're listening on, like and subscribe. Uh, while you're at it, give it a rating, leave a review. Why? Because it helps the podcast, and I'd really appreciate it. How about that? What about social media? Search One Man Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube to keep up with what's going on there. Get a little extra content for yourself. And finally, to get in touch, please send your emails to contact at onemanpodcast.com. You send it, I read it on the podcast, that's the deal. Thanks for listening, guys, and I hope you enjoy this week's episode. What's up, everybody? This is DJ DeMers. I'm K. Trevor Wilson. Hey, it's Krista Allen. Hi, this is Rick Mercier. What's up, guys? This is Paul Verzi, and you are listening to the One Man Podcast. Yeah! Yeah! My name is Josh Williams, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 175 for Wednesday, September 16th, 2020. How's it going, onesies? How are you guys doing? How's life treating you? How are things in your world? Uh, Mine have been very busy. Um, Full on, both feet jump deep end into this Nespresso gig that I'm doing, and I've been doing very little other than that. And uh, I'm not going to drive you guys crazy with talking about it. It's just so you know that that has been the only thing I've been uh, doing the last little while, uh, chat a little bit about it, but I'm not going to pitch on the machines or anything like that. I'm loving them. I bought my second one. As a matter of fact, that's a, a note. I suppose I could add to this. Um, I, uh, I've been watching some things though. I've been enjoying my downtime. Um, I basically, so I watched, uh, a documentary that I watched another documentary series and I started an old show that I loved, loved when I was a kid. I'm, uh, I'm appreciating it on a, a whole new level now, uh, now that I'm a comedian and now that I'm older, now that I can relate to some of the stuff that's being said in this show. Um, yeah. So I'll talk about that and then I'll just tell you some about the, uh, the Nespresso work stuff. Why don't I, why don't I tell you what, why don't I get that shit off, off the, uh, the table nice and early. So I have been working Nespresso, uh, every single day. I'm working six days a week, long shifts. I'm the lead for the program. Um, I do have a manager above me and him and I have been working on a daily basis to try to see what we can do, uh, in terms of, you know, boosting numbers and sales and stuff. So we are, uh, you know, in Costco and we're doing road shows and we have a great machine that we're promoting. Uh, the only thing is that the first, you know, week and a bit that we were, you know, on the ground running, um, it's odd because we have now we carry two machines in Costco. It used to be that we carried one machine in Costco, which was the original line, which does only espressos. And as you know, or may not know, um, those machines were selling with uh, an Arachino, which is basically a milk frother. So the idea is if you have the original line and you have the Arachino, you can make espresso. You can make what's called a lungo, which is kind of like a, you know, a, a a, a, a kind of like an Americano. Basically it's a, it's espresso with, um, you know, a lot, a lot of water added. It's the closest thing to a, to a cup of coffee that you can get out of one of those machines, but it's still, it's more of a European thing, you know, a, a long poured water. It's a watered down, uh, espresso, but it still has lots of taste. Um, that's what you can get with that. But if you have the Arachino, you can make cappuccinos and lattes and you'd think to yourself, well, if you're like me and you like cappuccinos and lattes, but for the longest time, you're like, what is the difference? They taste very similar to me, but what is the difference between a cappuccino and a latte? Well, I'll tell you, um, the, they're both milk drinks, 
uh, predominantly milk drinks uh, with a shot of espresso in them. So when they're making them for you at Starbucks or wherever it is, a cappuccino or a latte. Now, some places will make you a cappuccino and the idea is it's like powdered, you know, mix. So it's just kind of like a coffee flavored hot chocolate mix. So those ones are a little bit different, right? And a lot of them, they'll just add water to this mix and then there you go, your drink. But a proper latte or espresso has a, sh- or sorry, a proper latte or cappuccino has a shot of espresso in it. And it's espresso, not espresso. If you look at the name Nespresso, if it's, you know, Nes- Nestle espresso, whatever, it's not Nespresso because the word espresso isn't a thing. I'm not being a cock about it. Just know that I've had to correct my team members because I'm like, you're selling a Nespresso machine that makes espressos. If you're supposed to be the expert and a customer hears you, a customer who knows, especially, hears you, the the expert saying, um, it makes espressos, it's, that's not a thing, and you sound like an idiot. I, I personally would have a hard time being educated about, you know, this product or whatever from someone who I know doesn't even know what the product is called, that it makes at the end of the day. So, just something to keep in mind. So, <laughs> a shot of espresso in milk is effectively the base of either a cappuccino or a latte. The difference between the two is a cappuccino is frothed milk and a latte is just hot milk. Now, of course, the frost milk, froth milk can be hot too, but that's the the main thing with a, uh, you know, the difference between a cappuccino and a latte. What's the difference? Well, a cappuccino is frothed milk and a latte is hot milk with both of them have a shot of espresso. So the original machine has all these different espressos that you can buy. Uh, it has a wider variety of espressos than the, the newer line, the virtual line, um, including flavored shots of espresso. So those ones I would say are not predominantly designed to be drank, you know, someone sitting with a little, little shot glass of coffee, drinking a flavored one. Those ones are predominantly for use when you're using that shot as the base for a latte or a cappuccino. Very nice machines. Um, and I, I even purchased one, uh, last week they were on a, a ridiculous sale, which is what I'm talking about. Um, so you know, previous iterations of Nespresso in, in Costco was that Costco only recently in the last year added the, uh, original line, right? So just the shots of espresso that that machine does, you know, and then the Arachino uh, froths your milk that was available in Costco. Uh, now Costco has, is carrying the virtual plus, which is the virtual line, which is the new line of coffees. That's one that does espressos, double espressos, uh, grand lungos. So again, a, a, an Americano style drink, um, and then regular cups of coffee. And then finally travel mug sizes of coffee. Now this is unlike a Keurig, where instead of just being like, here, it's one size of pod, and then you just choose how much water you're running through it, right? Because that's, you know, you, you make a travel log size of that versus a small eight ounce cup. Well, that's, that's a watered down version of the same thing. It's, there's no more beans added to it, you know, and there's no more coffee grounds. So it's not like you're getting more flavor when you do 12 ounces, you're just diluting what's already there. So the two cups that you're drinking are not consistent. The virtual line uh, has larger capsules based on the size of coffee that you're trying to make. So if you're making a travel mug size, it's got more coffee so that it's going to be a consistent roast all the way true to So, uh, they started carrying these virtuals, uh, in Costco as well as something that they carry on a regular basis. Okay. If you guys are familiar with the Vitamix, Vitamix used to be only on road shows. So they'd come in, they'd be selling it there for two weeks and then you couldn't get it again until they were back. And then Costco started carrying a, a regular Vitamix machine. So it's not the same one as the road show brings. The road show always brings the premium one. Um, and that's kind of the way that we are right now with the, the Nespresso machine. So it used to be that if you came into Costco with an Nespresso machine, you got to buy it when we're there and the road show was the place to get it. Now that both the original line and the virtual line have an iteration in Costco, it's a little more difficult 
to sell the machine that we have because now there's different options available, right? Instead of just being the one, and if you want it, here it is, you have to basically, uh, you know, you got to make an argument for what you got. And uh, anyways, I'm not going to bother with that part. I'm just letting you know it's been a little bit challenging. And on top of that, because the machine that we have on the Roadshow is the brand new machine, um, Nespresso and all the retailers that carry Nespresso products had like all the other ones on sale at like a ridiculous clearance price. So not only are we competing with ourselves in Costco, but we're competing with uh, an insanely good sale that they had, um, including the reason why I myself went out and purchased an original line machine. So uh, being someone who sells Nespresso products and then, you know, long-term I've been chatting with the the company and they want to sort of keep me on as someone who would, you know, um, occasionally uh, be in retail stores promoting the the products. I was like, well, I'd, I'd like to, especially if I'm, if I'm only selling virtual line, I'd like to know what the opposite line was because we get a lot of customers who are original line customers. So I'm like, again, you want to be a good rep for a company. You should, you should know what they have. You know, A, know what it's called. B, know how it works and, and play around with it and have your own experiences with it. So I bought myself, uh, it's called the Original Line Pixie. And it's a small little guy and it just makes, uh, or girl, I don't know how it identifies. It doesn't say on the box. Uh, I don't want to use the, they make little, uh, little, little creamer style cups or whatever. So I, um, uh, I picked up one of those on, uh, on Friday last week and, uh, and I'm enjoying the little shots of espresso it makes. I've made a couple little cappuccinos with it and, uh, it's, uh, it's a very, like it, it makes some particularly, I'm actually starting to become not only uh, an espresso drinker as well as cups of coffee at the moment, I'm drinking a wonderful Hazelino. Mm. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Oh yeah. A remarkable Hazelino, which is just a regular cup of coffee. That's got like a an indirect smoked hazelnut flavor to it. No allergens whatsoever. A little bit of sugar and cream. And I've got myself a beautiful sipping beverage while sitting here. I'm not, this is not a paid thing from Nespresso. I actually just really like the product. Um, it's great. It delicious. Uh, at no point will I tell you to come buy a machine from me, but yeah. So, um, We've been, it's just been tough with so many options for customers right now. So effectively, I mean, I'm sure you guys know this when you're in Costco, you know, any appliance or anything you buy, like, you know, you're getting the best price on it. Um, and even though the machine, the particular model that we're selling has a cheaper price than retail, the issue is that you can get so many other options. These first week and a half that we were there, there were so many other options for the same, uh, type of like type, not model, but type of machine that we were actually the most expensive option in that machine, regardless of the fact that we're Costco. So if you're trying to buy that same machine, it'd be more expensive elsewhere. But if you're like, oh, I just want one that does the virtual capsules, there's there was a, there was another machine in Costco that did virtual capsules that was uh, cheaper. And it had a bigger water reservoir on it. The only thing is it also had a much bigger footprint on the counter. But sometimes when people are shopping, they're looking at price and they're not really considering anything else. So the fact that this is newer and better engineering and everything like that doesn't really matter because they can still leave with a machine that'll do the same thing for the most part. Just, uh, just, you know, and it's cheaper. So my, not only was I working a lot in store, but my boss and I were, were really working hard on, on what can we do to increase sales and stuff because, um, I, I mentioned on the previous podcast that we were kind of like dressed like riot cops and stuff like that. Well, we were able to break down some of those barriers um, 
what was I going to say? Uh, sorry. I'm again, I'm living and breathing this stuff right now. I'm getting messages from everybody still, you know, asking for, you know, this and that, and it can wait till after the podcast, but it is mildly distracting. I apologize. Um, is any of this funny? Not really, but <laughs> so we're just playing around, man. We're just like, kind of like, what can we do? So as we're stripping off layers of like, you know, uh, uh, unfriendliness, uh, you know, un- these unwelcoming, uh, COVID layers of extra protection or whatever, you know, it's, I imagine like trying to sell, sell a product in hazmat suits. Everyone's like, stay away from those guys. They're radioactive. Um, things have been getting better. So sales have ended whatnot. I went to pick up, uh, the pixie and, um, and I had to go to the Nespresso store, right? You buy a new machine, you get a new credit. I was like, yeah. And I definitely want to pick up some of these capsules because I want to try the original line. So it came with some, but I'm like, I didn't come with the ones that I wanted, which is tr- tr- honestly, um, I wanted the flavor ones. I wanted like the, the vanilla one. I wanted the, the hazelnut one. I wanted the caramel one or the, the chocolate one. Sorry. They don't do a, a, a hazelnut. I don't think on the, uh, original line. So it's like caramel chocolate and, uh, vanilla. And I'm like, yeah, I want to try those in a, in a latte or in a, a cappuccino. Cause that sounds phenomenal. And, uh, and then I picked up some really intense, like uh Napoli Italian sort of ones, um, yeah. Anyways, whatever. I, I've always been a coffee guy. I'm still a whiskey guy. I'm enjoying my, my whiskey, uh, here and there, to be honest with you. I'm so tired at the end of the day that I'm like, I can't do, I'm like, I can still drink coffee. Cause I'm like try, desperately trying to stay awake to get some things done. But in terms of, uh, fuck in terms of the, the, the drink that drink there, I can't do it. I can't do it. I opened up a new bottle of Lagavulin, Ooh, eight year old Lagavulin, delicious, but, uh, have not, uh, have not been, been sipping the way like in a long time. I think like I had one drink in over a month. Um, I don't know. Shy of, shy of Jad's housewarming party there. I, I had a few little glasses of whiskey there. That was what, those were tasty, but, um, yeah, I, uh, I haven't, haven't had much before that. I could say it's been easily a month since I've had any, any whiskey, but I'm in, I'm enjoying this man. I got my, my tasty, tasty coffee. I'm just saying if I was to have the day that I would want to have, it would be coffee in the first half of the day and, and a nice, nice glass of the water of life, the eau de vie, Ushkabeta whiskey in the, uh, in the evening. Um, so it was funny like the, like I'm, I'm enjoying smoking cigars. Um, I, I'm, I, I was, uh, I think uh, like maybe once, twice a week, I was smoking them before. And now I'm, I've got myself down to where like, I mean, I still got like a, I'll have like a $20 cigar, which is to some nothing to others excessive, but I mean, I'll have like a nice, like hour to two hour smoke. Uh, I think Sunday is the day that I've decided I'm doing this consistently because lately it's been the only day off I've had, but, uh. I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying just sitting and I had my whiskey with my cigar this last week because we had a, a staff meeting on Sunday night, my only day off. And there was a mandatory staff meeting. And then my boss and I discussing shit before and after that, and then meeting up to exchange some stuff. So it was like, it was like a day off where I wasn't actually in store, but I was still living and breathing Nespresso for half the day. So, um, I know in this podcast in the short period of time, I've been flapping my gums. You might be like, fuck, it's a lot of Nespresso talk. Well, that's, that's going to give you a proper idea of what my weeks have been like. So, uh, weeks, week, right. We're only talking about one week at the moment. My days uh, have been like, um, but I'll tell I want to show you guys one little share with you one little story. And I, I shared this in my meeting because I'm trying to like, I got a, a great group of people who are all very knowledgeable in the product. 
But I guess that's one of the reasons why you guys listen to the, my podcast is um, right. Like I've never been one to be like, I've been in sales for years and I've never been one to be like, Hey, I want to make sure that I'm like asking all of the, the scripted questions and talking about all the key features. I've always just been a personality. So like, I like chatting with people. I like shooting the shit. And if I'm, if I like a product, then it's not hard for me to talk about it. Cause I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not going to say passionate about it, but I enjoy it. And I'm sure you guys get that from whatever shit I get into that I talk about on this. You're like, yeah, this motherfucker, he likes, he likes this product. He, he's into it. He's into it. This fucking guy. So <coughs> sorry, I got the COVID. Um, the, uh, that's what I just say every time I cough now. <coughs> sorry, I just got COVID. Um, yeah. So, uh, anyways, I went into the, uh, the boutiques because this is a direct to consumer product in the sense that. When you buy your coffee, uh, you go either online, you call in over the number, you can order it through the app or you go into the store. And I like going to the store. I'm an instant gratification guy. Also, I don't like paying for shipping and I don't buy so much of it that I get free shipping. So I want it now. I want it all and I want it now. That one's for you, Red. Um, yeah. So, oh, for God's sakes, it's so hard to keep my thoughts organized these days. Um, went into the store. And they got like these COVID lineups that are not particularly um, obvious or they're not self-explanatory outside of the store because there's only room for like two or three people in the store at once. And it's not a big store. So the idea is like you got everybody outside in the hallway, but no clear idea of where to line up or anything. So remember, I was like the first person lined up in the hallway and and this woman like walks up to like, just go stand in line behind the person who's already in the store. And I was like, Oh, sorry, ma'am. Are you, are you heading in there? And she's like, uh, was, I'm about to be. And I was like, Oh yeah, I'm really sorry. They, they just, the line starts over here. And I was the only person in line. So it kind of looked like I was just some idiot standing outside the store trying to butt ahead. And she's like, Oh, all right. Cause the person in the store was just about to move forward. So it looked like a perfect job. Anyways, she, she was nice. And then she stood back there. So as quite literally, as I'm taking that spot, the person who's leaving the store to free up that spot is someone I know. And I go, Oh, Hey, how's it going? And she's da 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 da. And we're chatting for a couple minutes. How are you? It's been a little, and then the line moves. And then I'm like, I'm chatting with her and I don't want to hold up the line. So I literally look at the woman who I just told to go stand outside. Like, Hey, go on in if you like. And as like, I go, you go ahead and take my spot. And as she's starting to walk across, someone else walks in and takes her, what would have been her spot or whatever. And I was like, Oh man, sorry. The line's right there. And I'm chatting with the person and then the, the next spot becomes available. The woman's like, so are you just telling, I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, listen to my other friend. I'm like, listen, I'm going to, I'll come see at work. She works at a restaurant or whatever. I'm like, I'll come see at work. We'll, we'll chat. We'll hang up. I'm, I'm causing a big kerfuffle on the line. So it started off with me bothering the woman who's now in front of me and the woman who's now behind me. And we're just standing in line chat, like, you know, just chatting. I was just saying, Hey, then, you know, have you tried this? Da, da, da. Just being friendly. We got to wait in line anyways. So I'm just being friendly. She's actually being very, very friendly with me. Then the woman who I let go ahead of me, I was, I was including her in the conversation too. So now I'm talking to the person who's in front of me in the line. I'm talking to the person who's, you know, behind me in the line. We're talking about kind of like the different things that they do with their Nespresso machines or whatever. I'm not trying to sell them anything, right? There's nothing I can sell. I don't work in the store, but we're just chatting. We're just talking about our, our love of Nespresso or whatever. And she's telling me some of the things that she likes and I'm telling her some of the things that I like. And it's just very friendly to the point where the person who was in front of me is like, she's like, you know, you were in front of me. Right. And I was like, yeah, but I was talking. She's like, well, that's okay. We're, we're not at the front yet. She's like, go ahead. Are you sure? She's like, yeah. I'm like, that's very kind. Um, I was doing this on my lunch break. So any time that I could save was ideal. So I'm now, and she left me back in front. I said, thank you so much. It's very kind. She's like, yeah, yeah, no worries. So I'm still talking to the the two people behind me where we're having fun and we're, we're, you know, very, very friendly. And then from the counter at the front, 
these two ladies turn and I go, Josh, Josh. And I look over and it's two of the people that I had in Costco the day before who bought a machine off of me. And they're like, hey, look, we're getting the thing. And I go, oh, you guys liking it so far? And they're like, oh my God, we love it. We haven't had a chance to try all of them yet, but we love it. It's so good. you know. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. So I'm chatting with now the people at the counter, the, the two people behind me. The staff already know that I'm part of the, the Costco Roadshow and whatever. And I've been in there and I've joked around with them. So they already know me. So it's funny. I'm at this point where like I'm chatting with, I've got like, the, the staff, I've got the people at the front at the, the counter. I've got the two different people behind me, two separate groups of customers behind me. And we're all just chatting, whatever. And it was, it was so funny because it was like, everyone was competing for my attention at one point, which I thought was kind of cool. Not like a, Ooh, everyone wants. I just thought it was so funny that like, I'm just, I'm just being friendly while I'm in line. You know, I, I don't, I don't just randomly talk to strangers, but I'm, I was still just relatively new to the original line. So part of me was like, well, I want to, you know, see what other people with the original line like, and this and that, maybe I'll try some suggestions. I've really enjoyed the suggestions that I've gotten from the virtual line. Um, but it was just so funny because like the people at the counter would like, would like turn around every couple minutes and go, Josh, look what we're getting. What, anything else we should get? Any other recommendations? I was like, well, did you get the pumpkin cake one? They're like, yeah, yeah, we got a couple of those. In fact, we got the last two. I was like, awesome. And then I'm like, uh, do you have this one? And they're like, no. And I go, yeah, get the master, you know, the, the age Sumatra. And that one's like, I swear to God, my customers from Costco left with, uh, the biggest, I didn't even know they had an espresso bag this big in the store available. They left the biggest espresso bag. I thought they're like, we're buying the store. We love it. Da, da, da. And it was great. So my, the two people I'm talking to behind me are now like, so do you work for an espresso? I'm like, I'm part of the Costco Roadshow. I'm, you know, I just, I, they were my customers yesterday. And I go, I'm, I, I go, I just bought a, a Pixie myself. Cause we only have the virtual line. So I'm telling them how, like, it, like I'm buying the machines, you know, other machines than, than ones we sell because I'm just, I'm enjoying it. And this and that, and I still actually, it's funny. Cause I still had a few. Uh, it was the, I think the second last day of the, the Harvey's thing with the free burgers. So I had a few free, you know, free Harvey's burger uh, coupons still with me. And I was bringing them in for the Nespresso staff. Uh, so I had like a stack with me, but it was just funny because like, I think I turned around and my two, my two customers from Costco, I handed them a couple. Then I handed a few to the two women I'd been talking to in line behind me. And then I gave the rest of them to the staff to share amongst each other. Cause they're like, do you have any more of those Harvey's coupons? I'm like, yeah, I got a few more. I actually brought you guys the last ones. So I'm like, here, share them around. Da, da, da. And it was so funny because the staff is talking to me, my customer, I've already said this, but like the staff, the customers at the counter, the two customers behind and everyone's like, bye. Like everyone, as I'm ordering my stuff and everyone's like, bye, Josh, have a good one. I'm like, yeah, see you later. As I walk to the counter to my customers. And then when I leave the two ladies behind me, like, it was very nice talking to you. It was, it was such a pleasure. And the staff is like, Hey, when are you coming back? You know, when are you going to come work with us? We love to have like all this fun stuff. And so it was funny because I actually, at that point now there's like two or three group sets of customers that are now in line that have not interacted with me yet. They're seeing Everybody in the store, customers who are leaving, staff, customers who are still waiting in line, everyone's saying, bye, it was so nice to meet you, and da, 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 you're so great, and da, 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 all this. And just the looks of the other people who are like, who, who is that person? Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I, not, not one of them is aware I'm a comedian. So it's not like I, I was trying to throw around that kind of thing. Like it would fucking matter anyways. All I'm saying is it's just, it's not even like, oh, hey, he does stand up and stuff. It was just purely based on my personality and their interest in talking with me and making it fun to interact with me on whatever capacity, no sales necessary, whatever, just straight up, just, you know, positive energy, man, positive energy. And it was just, it was a really cool feeling. I, I was leaving there thinking like, fuck, that was crazy. 
Like I just do that shit anywhere, but it was just the, the amount of people that knew me. It was just a coincidence that my customers from the day before were happened to be there as I was showing up. But it was just this really cool feeling of like everyone in the store was like, you know, people, some knew me, some didn't, the ones who didn't, I'd been chatting with and then, you know, were very comfortable and sharing laughs with me and stuff like that. So it was just, and then it was cool to see the look on other people's faces who were like, who is this guy? And not like a, you know, like, like you could see that everybody in the line was watching me leave the store and the ones who didn't interact with me were, were very curious, seemed to be very curious as to who I was. So I don't know. I just, I was just a good thing. Obviously everyone who interacted with me had a good time, which is my new like mission statement is life of life in life. Right. I want everybody who's, you know, who's interacted with me and, and, you know, had an exchange with me. I want their life to be better for it. So we, you know, not like I changed their life, but I just like, I want anyone who meets me to be that much better for having met me. They enjoyed meeting me as opposed to being like, well, what if that person was an asshole? They cut me off in traffic and gave me the finger. Like I, I want only an improvement as a result of meeting me. So that was fun guys. That, that actually was like my favorite part of the whole Nespresso thing in the last few weeks was just, you know, seeing customers that I'd had. And, and also it wasn't like, Oh, you know, like those sales guys, Oh man, I have one. I love it. It was literally me standing in store to buy my stuff too. I don't get any preferential treatment or anything like that. You know, showing them that, yeah, I, I too am a fan of this product and I wait in line for my stuff. Just like you, I just, you know, I digs it. So, all right, let me cross all this Nespresso crap off. So we never have to talk about it again. Oh, I forgot to say that I had a meeting on Sunday where I sat and, and during our zoom meeting, I just smoked my cigar and drank whiskey which I thought was very, very, I felt like Harvey Weinstein, you know, sitting there telling my team what, what we need to do going forward. Sell based on your personality. I go, just talk to the man, get excited for it. I told my, my staff members who don't have a machine. I'm like, yo, get a machine, start messing with it. You know? And I go, you know, when this is all over, it's Costco, you can take it back. But I'd, I'd really like for you guys to be playing with it and experiencing it and getting yourselves excited for it. You know, especially the quiet ones. I got a few quiet people on my team. They, they know the product and they know the answers, like they have their product knowledge, but they don't have any energy. Uh, they have little to no personality, you know, coming from me. And that's my, my, uh, you know, objective opinion, um, objective or subjective. I don't know. I think it's subjective, but anyways, they don't, they don't know how to, here's the thing. They don't know how to carry a conversation. They certainly don't know how to lead a, a conversation. That's the thing. They're very submissive, quiet, mousy personalities. So it's great that you know shit. You know what I mean? It's like a computer programmer or something. Somebody's like socially awkward, yet they know what the fuck they're doing. They just can't interact with you. Some of them are like that. So as I'm coaching them and stuff and they're like, well, you know, like I said, why don't you talk about this? And they're like, well, you know, the conversation doesn't like usually go there. And I'm like, I mean, the conversation doesn't go there. You're in charge of the conversation, aren't you? Who's running the conversation? The customer? Get on it, boy. Get in charge. Yo, yo, handle your customer, boy. Getting on up in here talking shit about Nespresso. You don't know how to handle your business. Anyways. Um, so yeah, whatever. Um, that's it. That's it. That's it. I'm going to be in, uh, what the fuck time is it? I'm going to be in work shortly and I want to, uh, I want to get through this here goddamn conversation. So I watched a documentary called the social dilemma. It was on Netflix. Uh, start your free trap. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> it was called the social dilemma. I cannot recommend it more. 
Um, it is about, uh, like social media and internet platforms. Okay. So for example, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, uh, YouTube, even Google. Okay. And, 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 you know, mail programs and stuff like that. And it talks about, I don't want to give too much away, but I definitely need to give away enough that you guys will actually be like, holy shit. Really? And uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You got to check this fucking documentary out guys. It's real good. Real god dang good. Um, it talks about how these social um, social media, and I, I mean, I say social media, and that doesn't make you think YouTube and Google, right? Because YouTube's not really social media. It's just you go in there and you watch videos. But the way that everything that you see on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Google, how you think that you're just, yo, these are just uh, a free thing. And I just go on there and it just, you know, just links me with my friends and stuff. Like you don't realize that it's curated for you. Like what's there? And I don't mean curated like, oh yeah, no, they just show me my friend stuff. No, they study and build algorithms and things like that, that monitor your behavior when you're on the social media platform. And then they find things that are going to keep your eyes glued to their app the longest. Now you would, maybe part of you would think, well, why is that? Like, well, of course they'd want me to do that. They want me to stay on their app. Well, why is that? Do you know why it is that they would want to keep you on their app? Like what, what is their game? You're not giving them any money, right? So why do they need to keep you on that platform? Well, I will tell you, there's an old saying, which, um, which I, I heard before and early, early on when I heard this thing, I didn't really know what it meant. Cause I was kind of like, I, I was like, how does that translate? But the saying is, um, when the product is free, you are the product. And so I was like, okay, like it kind of made sense. But I was like, but I still didn't understand. Well, how am I, how am I the product? How am I monetized? Well, here's how you're monetized. It's not, Facebook is not selling you something. They're giving you the product for free. So you're like, oh, great. And this is true of all the social media platforms. But the big thing is you're like, well, then how am I the product? How do I become something that is sold? And the answer is, your attention is sold to advertisers. So they're not trying to sell you Facebook. Facebook is selling advertisers your attention. We have these people on here and don't you want to sell them products? Well, here's how long they're on for and here's what they're doing and here's the demographics and here's this, this, and this, and this. So your attention is sold to advertisers. Now, that makes more sense. I would hope just to, to just of you guys hearing this going on. Well, how do I, you know, why, why do they need to keep my face glued to the app? Well, they need to keep your face glued to the app because that's where ads come in. So as you're scrolling through, you're seeing ads and you're seeing things that are curated for you and stuff that you may have mentioned because your phone's always listening and this and that. And, and then it goes even deeper. So it's not just like, oh, well, they're, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Like they're, they're a business and that, but here's the thing. Um, it goes even deeper in the documentary to, to explain that like, uh, the reason Facebook and Twitter and all these things allow fake news, because you see things and you're like, oh, it's news. It's an article from this, that, or whatever. It doesn't matter. Facebook doesn't check to make sure that these people are reporting and, and sharing real stories and real information and real proven stuff. They're not, because that doesn't keep your attention. If you're just learning something that you already know because it's common knowledge, well, it doesn't keep your attention. So Facebook and other platforms like it will allow fake news because when people see fake news, you know, flat earth stuff or, or whatever else that's just polarizing. You're like, what the fuck? How could anyone believe the reason that they allow that stuff is because it stirs you up, right? It polarizes you. And so, sorry, 
Got the coffee burps here. Um, but they do taste delicious. A nice hint of hazelnut in each belch. Um, <laughs> so the idea is that these things that, that upset you and piss you off and polarize you keep your attention. So they allow fake news and things like that because that keeps you on the platform. Um, there's a shit ton more to this documentary. Shit ton. But these are some of the things that they're showing. And they're showing how there's like like uh, the the civil unrest in Myanmar that was that was uh instigated by all the fake shit on Facebook and and you know Twitter and and things like that. Uh I I can't recommend it more. It's called The Social Dilemma. It's on Netflix. If you if you use the internet, you need to be aware of what's on there because there's people who think, "Well, I I'm I'm I think this and that about gun control or whatever and I do my research." Just know that when you Google you know, gun control or something, you're not getting the exact same results as every other person. You're getting the results that are curated for you. You have been studied and monitored by the internet has been collecting your data for a very long time. So it gives you results and articles and things like that, that fuel the, the mindset and the leanings that you have already. So for example, if you're anti-terrorist, Every time you Google something, an attack or whatever, it's going to be terrorists attack this and terrorists do that and t more terrorist groups by the day. And so-and-so thinks that the terrorists, like you're going to get articles and things that already reinforce the, predispos the predisposition that you have on a subject matter. You're not going to get both sides of the story. You're going to get what continues to fuel you and keeps you going. It's basically, it's going to keep riling up the notion that you already have. So if you think that there's terrorists coming in by the boatloads every day, you're going to see articles that are telling you there's more terrorists coming. And it's just, yeah, why does nobody know? Share, share, share all this bullshit, right? So just saying, if if you're on the internet, you really do need to see this. Um, and it's not like this is just a bunch of people talking shit about it. These are the 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 CEOs and the 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 you know head of marketing, the head of, uh, of acquisition, the head of the algorithms. These are the people that built the algorithms that are studying you and everything like that. And a lot of them in this documentary, the way they're talking now about how it's being used, a lot of them are actually trying to destroy what they built because they were like, you know, when I built it, this is not what I had in mind for it. You know, we were trying to help you find shit that, that, that it was interesting to you, not that they could take it and twist it. And, um, great documentary, the social dilemma. Um, yeah, is, is what it's called. I'd love to hear your thoughts, guys. If you've already seen it, like the second I saw that documentary was on, on Netflix. I was like, I got, I got to watch this, man. That's, that's, I'm already aware of some of the shit that's on there. So again, yeah, terrorists. And if you're somebody who thinks that like, nobody's a terrorist, you, you know, you Google it and you're hearing about all the refugees and things like that. And you're like, oh, these poor people need help. And they do, you know, <laughs> at least in my leanings, it's like, yeah, not every single person from the Middle East is a fucking terrorist, but those are the ones that the news tends to, to focus on. So that's the shit that if the people already think that it's not going to try to change your mind, right? Cause we already know that, that if you present somebody with an argument that's against what they already think nine times out of 10, they just dismiss it. Like you're wrong. They don't even listen to what you're saying. They just dismiss it as wrong. So in order to keep your attention, you got to give me stuff that's going to make me keep thinking the way I think and make me think that I'm right for thinking that way. Watch it. Okay. Another series. What are we at here? Time. I got to keep my eye on the time. I got to keep my eye on the time. I'm getting a bunch of notifications from work. Booyah, booyah, doo doo doo, da da da, bee dee dee, ba da, boo da beep. All right, you guys are great. My team is doing very well today. We're in a new store now too. Uh, we had to tear down from Canada. We're now at Gloucester, 
And uh, new, it's a brand new Costco. It's only been open for a couple of weeks. It's a be- beautiful store, nice and busy. We got a nice, great location in this one here. So very, very happy with how things are going. Um, do dap diddy dap squeeb bap do. Hey, thirty-four minutes in. I watched a documentary series called Unwell. Unwell, and uh, fascinating. I don't think it's great. I find I think it's fascinating because, uh, basically, it's a series where it's kind of like rotten and broken, where they you know. Rotten exposes stuff in the food industry, uh, broken, you know, exposes things in the consumer industry. Um, so this one unwell is all about these like new wellness trends. And then it kind of looks deeper at them. The interesting thing about these, oh, there's one. Yeah. Red, you're going to love this one. Um, cause red's given me shit about essential oils before, uh, red, you definitely need to watch unwell and the episode about essential oils. I think, uh, it's, it's, um, it's fascinating. It is fascinating. Um, so I think there's like six or seven episodes. I might've nailed all six. Yeah. I think I nailed all six here. Uh, there is one about bee sting therapy. There's one about like Tantra, like Tantra and tantric sexuality and stuff like that. There's one about, uh, ayahuasca, which I fell asleep. I, I put it on to go to bed and I fell asleep very early on and then I woke up for like the last half of it. So I don't know its origins or anything like that. I'd never heard of it before, but it's like a, like a, a fungus or like an acid trip or something and people like fucking trip balls on it um th- there's also one on breast milk and like people who are all about like breast milk and and the, the you know the, the nutritional value of it and stuff there's one on fasting and there's one on essential oils uh there might be another one but that gives you a good idea so bee stings tantric sex ayahuasca breast milk fasting and essential oils but every episode tends to like i want to say that it's like giving you both sides of the argument because each episode tends to show positives and negatives of both. The only thing is I don't find like every time they bring on an expert, it's usually uh, against the thing, which I don't, I don't want to say like a little unfair. Cause I bet you there's, there's probably findings on that. All right. One second. We got the goddamn doorbell here. Some sort of book came for Simon from the university of Arkansas. It's like a package, but it feels like there's a book in it. I'm like, go downstairs, give it to Simon. I'm like, you're not letting them do tests on you again. Are you? (laughs) It's funny too, because like Arkansas is one of those States where everyone says they're a bunch of dummies. So like they're probably doing tests on Simon's brain. Like, yeah, let's figure out what causes stupidity. (laughs) Oh, sorry. I'm out of breath here. Run down the stairs, then run down the stairs to Simon, then run back up two flights of stairs. Try to get back to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, two two flights of stairs will take it out of me. I also don't go up them slow. Maybe I should pace myself. Start doing one step at a time instead of like, you know, that like two steps at a time jog. Boom, 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 boom. I do that. But, you know, just like I did when I was a kid, only instead of getting to the top and not being winded, I get to the top and I'm fucking... <laughs> And then you like try to save face. So I'm like, I'm just going to stay like out of breath for like five minutes instead of just being like, and then catching your breath. Right. So <laughs> it's just kind of funny. Um, so yeah, I watched the one on bees, which I thought was stupid. Um, well, I don't want to just say that. Right. What a great review. Um, what do you think of the movie, Josh? Stupid. All right. 
<laughs> one of those movies where it's got like 50 fucking quotes on it. Obviously all the positive ones from places that you've never heard of. Like when you hear like fucking Rolling Stone or, you know, Cannes Film Festival, you're like, yeah, okay. Well, those are some, some big ones. But then it's like, you know, Shelly Stevenson from the fucking, you know, uh, Newfoundland Herald. Anyways. <laughs> I'm just looking forward to a point where I can get my, yeah, that's the thing. They're so desperate for a fucking blurb that they'll just take stupid says Canadian Josh Williams. Like, how is that? Why would you put that on there? You know, I think wouldn't it be a great rule if they had to go shot for shot. You know what I mean? Like for every nice review you put on there, you have to match a negative one instead of only great shit. Yeah. Cause you can find people who love it. All right. I mean, there's people who like getting pooped on, you know, Imagine that it was like, it's like a dookie. No, really? You're going to go down this road, Josh? Well, you know, in for a penny in for a pound. So it would just be funny. Just like a dookie video. And it's got like 50 positive quotes on the top. Like, wow, that maybe, maybe there's something wrong with me that I don't like it when there's that many people who are wicked into it. Um, the tantric sex one was also kind of stu- like it on a lot of these just seem like people who are fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, I will say that fasting has been of interest to me, and that one was probably the most, like, I think that they actually really had to dig deep to find people who were shitting on it. Now, they did do a good job of showing, like, some of these longer, like, they talked about water fasting and stuff like that, like, where there's actually, like, I don't want to say facilities, but there's, like, retreats where it's, like, medically supervised doctors who will who will monitor someone as they do like sometimes 28 day water fast where the person is only drinking water and then they slowly have to like refeed them and stuff like that. Um, the essential oil one was interesting, but they focused more on a multi-level marketing aspect of essential oils and not so much on this stuff itself, but unwell is the name of the series. So like, you know, 45 minute to an hour long episodes. And it's just, I thought I found it particularly fascinating. And I think you will too. And finally, the blast from the past. I was, uh, I was chatting with my colleague the other day and I was, you know, showing her some stuff on my phone and I, I ended up, so one of the people that I was showing her on my phone was like, oh yeah. And they were unmarried with children one time. And she's like, of course she's a puppy. Like everyone else that I work with in the industry, they're all early twenties. And I was like, you don't know married with children, do you? Like, no. And I'm like, I'm like, fuck, it was this fucking hilarious show that you could never never get away with now. And, and it's funny because it wasn't just misogynistic. That's the, that's the thing. I was like, it wasn't. So I'm like, I'm watching, you know, we're watching like a YouTube video of like all of his best things. So I'm, I I can't describe it to a new generation. Married with children was one of the funniest fucking things. It was the loser husband and the, 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 you know, bimbo sex starved wife. She wasn't even a bimbo man. Like Peggy, Peggy kind of had her shit together. Like she was the one who's kind of running the show. But it was that whole, like, the wife wants sex and the husband doesn't want it, doesn't want it, you know, stereotype. And uh, the kids were fucking, it was like this whole loser family. It was like, it was like if Roseanne was over the top, you know, like super satirized. So funny show. Fuck, it was a funny show. Um, it's on Amazon Prime. So I was like, fuck, it's on Amazon Prime. I'm like, I... I'm going to watch married with children again. The funny thing was like, it was like misogynistic jokes. Like literally Al worked in his, the main character father worked in a shoe store and he, he sold his shoes like exclusively for the most part to like these big fat chicks. And there would always be a back and forth. The fat chick was always this big fat, angry thing. 
right? Which we know isn't true. Bullshit. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and they would make a comment and then he would make a fat joke back. It was just like, it was just like the running gag of the show. Uh, one of many, but it was just like, it was fucking, you know, there's always this, these hot, sexy bimbos on the show. And, and then the wives were always making fun of how big of like the men were all losers on the show. You know, it wasn't like, it wasn't like, Hey, the men were these cool fucking guys and they got, they raised themselves up by shitting on women. It was like, it was a pretty, like now that I've watched a few episodes, I'm still only on the first season and you could tell like in the first season, it was trying to be a little bit more, I don't want to say on the serious side, but on the less over the top hilarious side. And that, that goes away in later, like I would say very quickly, they found what worked and what didn't, you know, as TV is meant to do, right. Just like the social dilemma, it's, they watch your reactions. They see what works. They see what doesn't, they curate it so that they keep you glued to the set and keep coming back every week. So it was just so funny, like to see them, you know, it was like the, the, the women get shit on and then men get shit on and women get shit on and then men get shit on. And the funniest thing I never noticed this cause I wasn't looking for it back in the day was I watched a show when I was like, I think like nine or 10, it was fucking funny. Then it's still funny. Now it's still whole so far. What I've seen, it still holds up. I'm looking forward to the later episodes to see, you know, uh, how they develop the first season of any old show isn't great. Simpsons first season. Isn't that great? Like it's okay. Right. Just like married children's okay. Just like the first season of fucking King of the Hill was okay. But these are all shows that had 10 plus seasons, right? A lot of shows don't make it that far. So the first season of something was kind of like, okay. And then they found what worked, what didn't. And then they generally speaking, you know, tend to hit their stride. Um, but, uh, oh my God, like what I, what I noticed that I, that I never saw when I was a kid was the fact that it's like the executive producers and stuff and the story writers, all women. That's, that was really interesting to me. Um, so unless I'm missing it at the end, it'd be like, oh, executive producer, fucking, I'll, I, I suppose I can get their names if necessary, but it was just like, it was like a woman's name and then another woman's name. I was like, holy shit. And then it was like writer, a woman and a woman. I was like, holy fuck. So if like women watch those so much, yeah, it's, it's women writing it. It's women writing it. And I think I, th- a hilarious people. So it's not like a bunch of men were like in this clubhouse where they fucking make fun of women and the guys. No, it was, it was, a it was a, a satire shitting on both sides of the fence at the same time. So fucking funny. So fucking funny. Married with children. It's on prime. There's no excuse that any of so all I'm saying is if you're not loving it in the first season, just know it gets so over the top fucking funny. And, and the, yeah, it'll, it'll hit its stride. doesn't take long to hit its stride. So if you're watching, you're like, Oh, just remember Simpsons had a, had a boring first season. King of the Hill didn't have a great first season. Like, and then once they found, you know, like, if you know anything about King of the Hill, a lot of people are like, no, I didn't like the anime South Park. Fuck watch South Park first season versus what comes later. Uh, like night and day difference. It's not horrible, but it's just nowadays when you're like, you know, you hear people raving about something and you're like, oh my God, well, you start watching, you're like, well, this isn't that. It's like, yeah, sometimes it takes a bit for them to find their stride. You know, Frasier's one that was like good right out of the bat. Cheers is a show that was funny right out of the fucking bat. Um, I don't know. I I don't notice the difference between later seasons of Big Bang versus early seasons of Big Bang. It's stupid the whole way through. Um, But yeah, man, if you, if you dig a good joke, a good witty joke, you know, anyways, whatever, married with children. Okay. That's what I got for you coming up, coming up this week, guys, I have an interview with the genius gang on Sunday. So the, the group that gave you the genius podcast, if you took my recommendation and, and check that out, 
uh, they will be joining me. I'll be doing an interview with them on Sunday. It'll be like the most formal, informal interview I've ever done because they're all like, they're great, man. Like they can, they can actually act. They can actually write. They can actually coordinate. They actually had a budget for their podcast and, and went through like the proper acting channels going through like whatever the, the Canadian version, not the screen actors guild or whatever, but or actra, but there's going to be something. They went through the proper union channels. Oh, excuse me. Um, yeah. So, I mean, they, they dope as fuck, yo. So I'm, uh, I'm really happy to, uh, be welcoming them onto the show and chatting with them and just sort of seeing, like asking my question. I'm probably going to draw, honestly, I'm afraid I'm going to bother them because of the fact that I am, this is so informal and not like usually my style. So I'm looking forward to it. I want to make sure I have the right questions for them. I'm going to write some stuff down, but at the same time, like, um, I, I'm, I'm intimidated only because their level of work and writing and everything is so opposite of me sitting here and just trying to remember. Yeah. Quite literally sitting here and talking about something. And the next thing I know, I'm making a fucking crap video reference. God damn it. But that's me. Hey, and you guys keep coming back. You gluttons for punishment too, I guess. So that's what I'm doing on Sunday. And then for the rest of the time uh, in between then and now is uh, me an espresso. Um, but you guys know how much I love Costco. I'm in Costco. I'm talking coffee. I'm hanging out with Jad. This is the first time I get to work with Jad today. So as soon as I'm done this, I hop in the shower and then he, uh, he comes over to my buddy Jad, who I've done lots of activations with. He and I get to work together, which is always fun. And, uh, and that'll do it. And I've even been enjoying some old Canadiana music. Uh, one of which I'll put as a, an outro song, um, for this week. But I, uh, I thoroughly enjoy, I th- thoroughly enjoy where things are right now. I'm a little tired, a little beat up. Haven't been to the gym in a few weeks. Um, depending on what time we can get out of there. And if the gym's still open, if there's still slots, blah, blah, I'll try to get my ass into the gym tonight. Otherwise I will, tomorrow will be the first day. But, uh, I spent a few days this week catching up on the old late podcast. So I got those done kept my gear out so I could get this one done properly. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, the world's my oyster, you know, um, I'm looking forward to having some fun stuff to talk about. So I'll have to go out there. I'll have to go start reading some books. I need to do some DK reviews because there's lots of great, 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 great books that are out there. Um, I know I'm going to be doing a, a nice steak dinner with my mom again at her place. So she had a great time. She'd like to do that again. Uh, that'll be Sunday. And I know that Sunday's my cigar day. So I'm going to have a nice steak and smoke a stick. Be a happy boy. And, uh, and that'll be me for the time being. Cool. I hope you guys have a great week. Um, as always contact at one man podcast.com. I would love to hear what you guys have going on something there. Um, you know, if you guys want to, like, I always say, write in and ask me questions. I'll answer them, but you can always, you know, write in with something to me in terms of like something I've said and just straight up set me straight, which is generally speaking, the, the stuff that I have, I got lots of great listeners. You guys know, I love you. I will talk to you again soon.
could be better by being together is what I cannot explain to change.